0: it's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty I'm here with a very special guest today Troy from the Dunzo and Beyond the Blinds podcast Troy how are you
1: I'm good how are you
0: good thank you so much for joining me today I've been literally eating up all of the content that you've been <laughs> putting
2: out. oh cool. <laughs> thank
0: you that's cool Especially in the last couple months, because obviously, like, I follow pop culture, celebs, etc. But I actually had never, like, I knew what blinds were, but I had never, like, really looked at them or anything. So I feel like you and your co-host, Kelly, have introduced me into, like, a whole new world.
1: Yeah, a lot of people say that, that they either did, they'd never heard of them before, didn't know that they existed, um, or they had, like you said, heard of them, but never really, you know, navigated them. And now, yeah, I do feel like it's definitely opened up like a whole world for a lot of people, which is cool because I've loved blind items since I was a teenager. So
0: <laughs> I just feel like I don't want to do the like leg work of like figuring out
1: who is who. <laughs> I'm a lazy blind item person, so I only read them when they're revealed. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm not good at the riddle rattle. I'm not good at the, like, I- I'm really terrible at guessing them. You would think after reading them for, like, 20 years, like, I would, but I'm not, I'm not good at, like, figuring out who the A-list slash B-list minus person is. Like, I'd never figure it out. Um, So I only read them when they're revealed. Like, I just don't have the the mental capacity to be honest
0: (laughs) that's so funny and i guess for those listening if you've never heard of a blind item it is basically a gossip uh story about celebrities but they don't reveal the who it is about they just describe the person so um like troy said it could be an a-list singer or like an a-list movie actor in the marvel universe or something like that where it's like strong hints towards mm-hmm. like probably one specific person or like a few people um and then people try to guess who the blind item is about.
1: Yeah, and I do think that they're hard to I think that they're hard to read if you haven't like cuz you the way that you navigate like regular news is different than how you read blind items. Um it does take like a skill, I guess. Like you kind of have to learn to work that muscle because Um, It can be really confusing and, like, super overwhelming uh, if you've never, like, dabbled, you know?
0: Yeah, and you just need such a knowledge of what has gone on in the last, like, 30 years in Hollywood. You do. (laughs) You do. Yeah. Do you think that, I've been thinking, because, like, I feel like blinds are really becoming, like, more mainstream. Um, Do you think that that has a lot to do with accounts like,
1: yeah because um something that kelly and i joke around about a lot is that blind items are like up to this point they've been sort of stuck in a very specific kind of time period online Mm
2: -hmm. so when
1: you go to most blind item websites it's very like old wordpress angel fiery like you literally have to be 30 to even know how to navigate the website (laughs) because if you're like 20 you're like why does this look so weird? Cause it's literally an angel fire fucking website. Um, yes, yes. So they have not been brought into like modern pop culture really
2: mm-hmm. like
1: as far as the look and the feel and like how you read them and stuff. Like it, it really hasn't been updated. Um, so Dumas, you know, bringing blind items into like the social media stratosphere, I do think has really changed it a lot. And I don't even think a lot of people reading them know that they're blind items yeah I think that they yeah. just think it's like a cool Instagram account that tells secrets I don't think they know <laughs> that it's a blind item you know what I mean
0: <laughs> yeah completely do you ever get curious about like who is like who NT lawyer is who Dumois is like the person behind the the screen or is, are you just there for the gossip
1: um I used to be really curious about MT. Like my when I was younger, I was like, who is this mystical lawyer? And then, you know, what what changed my opinion was like he started a podcast. Yeah, he has a Patreon podcast. So like oh, I'm still yes, so used yes. to like, hearing his voice now. I'm just like, it, he's just like any other podcaster to me, kind of. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Yeah. there's a voice now. Before I was like, I didn't even know what he's. I didn't even know if he was like really a guy. I thought maybe yeah. it could be like a completely fake, you know, um, identity but now that I know what he sounds like it's like he's just some guy like I don't know I, I do still get curious but I don't really care as much now
0: yeah that's fair I feel like I could just never have one of these accounts because I would spoil it between right. like, oh my God. like
1: immediately yeah I'd be like sorry I wanted to come
0: forward and say sorry yeah. <laughs> Like, literally, I would just, like, accidentally out myself, like,
1: immediately. Like, accidentally post your personal account.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so we, I am really excited about the topics we're going to talk about today because these are things that I have not yet talked about On the pod but I've been kind of like stewing over the last week so I just Mm -hmm. can't wait to like unleash all my thoughts but we're gonna talk about Kravis they recently got engaged we're gonna do a little bit of a Jamie Lynn Spears just like a petty update that I just want to share with people because (laughs) it's, it's funny some news about John Mulaney and Olivia Munn and then we're gonna talk about the Winter House season one premiere so let's dive into it. Courtney and Travis got engaged last week in Montecito on the beach. Roses galore. What did you think about their engagement?
1: I thought it was cool to see Courtney like in, you know, having like a moment, you know, she's like having her media moment right now. I, I've always been a Courtney head.
0: Mm-hmm, me too. So,
1: you know, it makes me happy to see Courtney like being like the person that they're talking, like the world is talking about in the family Um, And for something positive, you know, it's not because Scott like (laughs) is doing something terrible or whatever. Like, it's cool. I do think it's a little cringy at times. (laughs) Yes. And it does make me kind of sad to see Courtney feel like she has to get so lost and swept up in like his whole gig Mm. because I like Courtney's personality and I like the way she dresses and. I think it's cool that she's always been so sort of like sure of who she is in that family and like how different she is in her sisters. So to see her like becoming a hot topic girl is like a little like, Oh, that's sad, but it's also like, she's in love, you know?
0: Totally. But it's like, not just like a subtle nod to your boyfriend. Like she's full on like changed her look. I know that like she, I saw a TikTok recently and it was like, she hasn't like fully changed her look. Like, she was wearing like corsets a few years ago and like these leather lace up pants a few years ago. I'm like but she's like really like it is a, a look overhaul. Like
1: <laughs> No, for sure. It's giving like it reminds me of like in middle school when like a popular girl like borrows like a hoodie from like a skater. <laughs> yeah. And like the sleeves are really floppy and they're like really theatrical about it all day. Like it's giving very that, like gym class love.
0: Just like a popular girl. Yeah. Who starts dating a skater guy and then like just adds one piece of his clothing. Yeah. to Her outfit. She's like, I'm wearing a barrier black hoodie.
1: And like, yes. You know what <laughs> I
0: mean? Yeah. Like I'm going to paint my nails black today. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah Yeah. ugh, I know and like I am very happy for Courtney too because I'm like this seems like they were friends for so long they were neighbors for years like I'm like this is real then I'm like oh they've only dated for like nine months and are like already engaged but I guess they're both also like older Travis has been married I think twice before Mm -hmm. this so it's also just like maybe when you're older you just and have more relationship experience you just kind of know That's
1: the thing that I like about the relationship. Like that's the pro for me is that they've both really been through it. And at this point, they it's like they've both had like treacherous public marriages too.
0: One yes, one hundred like the worst relationships, publicly like detailed on TV, <laughs> like
1: on reality TV, like they yes. both sort of had their relationships exploited while also exploiting them. Like they've had a very similar journey. And yeah. then he like almost died. And I, I just feel like they're both in like a similar space in life, you know. And they're just like, they know, like, they they don't have to go through any of the BS because they just, like, know what they want. And I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, they both have kids. And I was thinking, like, the one thing that I'm like, this is real, is, like, when Travis flew on an airplane and he hadn't done that in, like, 15 years or whatever. I was like, this is, like, real, real. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's really... It's really interesting to think like what it will look like. And obviously they were filming or whatever. So like we know that we'll see it on TV in some capacity.
0: Okay. That's what I wanted to ask you about. I do not take credit for this conspiracy theory at all. I'm sure I found, I saw it somewhere online, but I have gone down the rabbit hole of like, they really got engaged in July in Vegas -hmm. And Chris planned this staged engagement for the TV show, and they released all of these like pictures and stuff because she's trying to cover up. Did you see that flight press about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like recently where it was Travis dropped his phone underneath like the seat in front of them on a flight? And Courtney freaked out and made the flight attendants, like, disassemble the seats. And it took, like, two hours or something like that. And I was like, hmm, this came out on, like, Friday. And then all these engagement pictures came out on Sunday. Like, I put on my tinfoil hat. <laughs> I was like, this is I mean,
1: <laughs> I think with the Kardashians, it's completely perfectly okay to constantly be wearing a tinfoil hat. Like, you can't put anything... Past them, especially something this major. Like,
0: yeah, you know,
1: whenever they bring a guy into the family, like they know that they're like folding them into the brand, it has to be presented a certain way to the public. Like, you know, I just don't put anything past the Kardashians, honestly. And this is like for Courtney, this is very high profile. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like
1: they they can't just kind of willy-nilly it, you know. So I yeah. I I think tinfoil hats all around
0: yeah I because I do find it interesting that this was so public when she is kept like I know that she posts a lot of pictures with Travis but there's mm-hmm. actually not a lot of like information or her talking about Travis mm-hmm. and I just always think back to the early days of keeping up where she displayed so much of her relationship with Scott and it went so sour that I feel like she doesn't want to give any information to us about her relationship so I feel like she's kind of in this like she gives the pictures so she doesn't have to give like the interviews or whatever and I just felt like this public of a proposal isn't something that this couple would do so I just really feel like they got engaged in Vegas they went to Disneyland to celebrate she was wearing those like bridal Minnie Mouse ears Mm -hmm. and they staged this for the TV show.
1: I think that that's like really spot on. That's exactly how I feel about it. I honestly.
0: Oh my God. I love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really do. And I also, honestly, I feel like people have all these judgments about Courtney being like boring. And, um, you know, Kim has told her that she's like uninteresting whatever. And it's like, how dare you? Yeah. What this woman has shown on this show. Well, like Kim could never, yeah be as vulnerable on tv as courtney has been over the last like you know 15 years or whatever like what we've seen of her relationship and the way she's been treated by scott and just the way she allowed it to play out and slow burn play Mm. out on tv for years kim wouldn't even let kanye speak on the show for a while like (laughs) i mean i just think it's ridiculous
0: yeah, absolutely. And all like her pregnancy stuff with her kids, like she shared yeah. so much. And then obviously she kept like Eunice, her previous boyfriend, and Travis kind of like away from the spotlight. So it's just interesting. Yeah, to me, we'll see I guess what happens. I guess she's not doing interviews or anything, but um it would be interesting to see if this was like for their new Hulu show. Mm -hmm. and that maybe she yeah feels comfortable enough to to share more about a relationship
1: yeah I am interested to see how she sort of how this is all presented I mean I'm interested in seeing what the Hulu show is like like one of the things that bothered me about keeping up is that I didn't understand after so many years and after like as famous as the Kardashians became from that show like the need to do those like b-plot scripted moments like I just never understood it like you guys know that we're going to watch this show because we want to see you. Yeah. I don't want to see Chris Jenner become a mime.
0: I know. So like, I know. What the fuck? I had never understood that. Same. Same. I, like, stopped watching because of those. I'm like, I don't want to... You're right. Chris Jenner becoming a mime. Them doing, like, a obstacle course or, like, stuff like that. Like, it's just... And it also just got... So old because we would see news break or we'd mm-hmm. see stuff posted on social media. And I'm like, I don't want to revisit this story that Kylie went to a bar underage in Quebec. Right. Like, when it happened eight months ago. <laughs> like, we're past right. that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're a little too wise to the formula now where it's like things yeah. happen in real life and then you address it on the show, and yes. get ahead of it and you control the narrative. And then everything's fine. And then we move on. It's like, and then also, by the way, Kim's trying wigs for the first time. And we're going to watch her go to a wig store with Jonathan. It's like, no, it's insulting.
0: Yes, absolutely. I really hope my, again, I don't, can't take credit for this, but my dream show for Hulu is like a shark tank TV show with them as like the sharks.
1: That is amazing.
0: Like just because it's something different and I I still think that if we get something that like reality TV wise it will just end up being very similar to Keeping Up but I really think that they are so talked down about with like no talent but it's like they're extremely bright business women and like i would just mm. love to see more of that i probably saw that theory on tiktok or something like that but i would just love that
1: i do definitely think if that were to come true it would be like the cream, like you know it's like the cream would float or whatever what's that saying the cream would rise to the top or whatever yes yes uh you would see like kylie kind of stuttering through the fact that like <laughs> you know what i mean you'd see kindle like being like uh blink blink um (laughs) you know versus kim who like actually is fully in control of this giant multi-million dollar brand you know what i mean
0: absolutely (laughs) and chris like just working all of the pr shit and yeah yeah that would be so fascinating to me yeah yeah and i just want to see you're right because i hate the celebrity brands where it's just like they like pick out the color from like six choices and that's right. their like contributions. Yeah, especially Kim and Chris. It would just be so fascinating to see them give like business advice.
1: It'd be really cool.
0: Do the Kardashians have blind items about them or are they oh, yeah. just oh, okay. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yes. They have so many blind items about them as a family and then blind items about them sort of individually. They're really interesting.
0: So are they much different from like other news press that we typically see from them
1: I would say so I would say that as far as like regular news the Kardashians have really been able to like step in front of the narrative and like really control their image in a way that's like who would have ever thought you know yeah like it's almost at this point kind of taboo to hear to see press be like really negative about Kim versus a few years ago when it was like you would only see negative press so I definitely think um the rebranding of you know Kim becoming this like survivor after her Paris attack, businesswoman, mom, mogul. It worked. Like she really has rebranded herself and helped rebrand the whole family. And yeah, when you read blind items about them, they're just a little. They're just much less precious about them now. Like because I I definitely feel like the way that not all of them, but definitely Kim, I would say is like very the 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 public handles her with like child gloves now.
0: Cause she's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's fair. Well, she can like. I'm thinking about some of the people she used to work with, like Joyce and like the makeup artist or hairstylist. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, hair. Yeah.
0: I think it was hair, and like she is just nowhere to be found. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I will tell
1: you the most interesting like, kind of time period to read about Kardashian blinds or, like, the old school, like, the Reggie Bush days. Like, when Kim was, like, really, 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 really desperate to be famous. Yes. Like, there's some, just a lot of just interesting stuff out there about her and, like, things that she was doing behind the scenes to kind of, like, try and become a celebrity.
0: That is really interesting. Yeah, I should, I should... Look back at some of those because that is like an interesting time. Uh, would it be like this um, best friend of a f- celebutant or something <laughs> like? I don't
1: remember yeah. what he. I don't know what um, the Kardashians' nickname was in Blind Adams yeah. I gotta like look it up, but I can send them to you. I can send you some.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll help.
1: Good. I'll help shepherd you through.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I need that as I as I <laughs> enter this crazy world of. Blind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, moving on to Jamie Lynn Spears. I just feel like I just want to add to her like bad press. To right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Can't get enough. <laughs>
0: yes. She um, recently wrote a book. It's coming out soon. It's called Things I Should Have Said. And she wanted a portion of the book sales to go to a nonprofit organization. She chose This Is My Brave, which is an online space where people can share their struggles with mental health. And she released like an announcement that this was going to happen. And the organization was flooded by so many Britney fans that they decided that they won't be accepting the donation. um, And they put out a public s- statement of their own. What are your thoughts on this? I felt like this was just like such a repercussion of the last couple months that I just never would have like seen coming. I
1: will say I was shocked initially by... The sort of pompousness of this family, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: especially Jamie Lynn, like the nerve and the gall to like publicly plant your feet when you've been exposed in taking part in a hostage Mm
2: -hmm. situation
1: and like abusing a, a national icon for 13 years, like you helped take part in that and you're planting your feet. I just... That to me is like shocking. Like, I really honestly thought right after the doc, like the first documentary came out, I was like, oh, Jamie Lynn's going to be the first to say something to like apologize or whatever. Like she does not give a shit at all. Like she no. just does not care. And she's so self-righteous about it. She just makes it so easy for people to attack her. Cause it's like, you have no remorse.
2: And no. the less remorse
1: you have, the more people want your head on the stick. So, and then like the, again, like the nerve to release a book in the midst of all this and not be like, you know what? I'm going to take a little step back. like She's looking at this as all press is good press. That's really how she's viewing this. And it's like to not be self-reflective enough to just like take a step back and like literally hide. Hello. You might want to hide. You might not want to go on a press tour because everybody in the world hates you right now. I just, it's insane to me.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And I feel like that type of like blinding self-righteousness really makes you do these things that she's doing or like keeps you thinking that it's okay to do what you're doing. And it's it's so gross. But yeah, I guess that's a good point. Just like her just even coming out with a book is just capitalizing on like the saddest situation ever. Like this is your sister. Mm-hmm. And then to make it like a PR move about, you know, taking care of your mental health and having a charitable aspect to the book, like I just can see the the PR team in the boardroom just like thinking like, oh, this is the way we can do it and get like through scot-free because we'll just donate a portion of the book sales and... Um, you know if we talk about mental health no one can get mad at that it's like oh just wait (laughs) just wait.
1: (laughs) it's like wow you really really have no grasp on like what's really going on like it it just shows a lack of awareness for the situation for public perception for Mm -hmm. how bad this situation is with her sister like there's no grasp on reality like they really have been living in like a their own
0: universe yeah Yeah. I mean
1: it's like it's wild you know obviously it really just shows like how much she how similar she is to her dad
0: yes yes I was gonna ask do you know like I know obviously Brittany's estranged from the family but does Jamie Lynn keep in contact with Jamie and Lynn
1: (laughs) um yeah I believe that Jamie Lynn Jamie Lynn brian and the parents are like in communication
0: yeah you
1: know pretty like semi-regularly especially because like they're kind of spinning these plates yeah you know like trying to keep all the burners going and uh, it's like i i just i i just i it blows honestly boggles my mind it just blows my mind
0: what do you think like when wrong for Jamie Lynn Spears like was it we don't have to get super super dark about like the paternity paternity of her child etc but like where did this like fame hungry like kind of girl come from that would put like your sister's life on the line just to like be famous and rich and stuff like that
1: well, I've always said that I think Britney's fame is Jamie Lynn's, tr- like, trauma.
0: Interesting.
1: Like, I think that Britney and her celebrity and being a, a, a cultural icon is traumatic for Jamie Lynn. Right. And I think it's been traumatic for her since she was a little girl. Right. And I think having lived in it and grown up in it, like, she's not like Brian. Where Brian was like older he was like a, yes you know and a basically an adult when Britney became famous Jamie Lynn was a little girl mm-hmm. so like for her it's like she's only ever known her life through being Britney Spears's little sister and I don't think that Britney's fame is anything that she, I, I think that she would like if she could keep the money and do away with Britney with anybody knowing who Britney Spears is I think she would like, I think she would take that from the world because I really do think that it's like this big trauma for her on top of the fact that when it was like her turn to become famous, um, you know, her parents had basically left her.
0: Yeah.
1: On her own. And then uh, when it was her turn to become famous, she was just like kind of given to Nickelodeon.
0: Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? I don't, I just think she's had a really, to be honest, if, if I, not to like take up for her, but I do think no. she's had a really tough go. Like I do think yeah. there's a lot of, trauma there and it's all you know Jamie or Jamie and Lynn are to blame like
0: yes 100% you know
1: for how fucked up that family is I don't think you know Jamie Lynn is a product of her terrible upbringing
0: yeah do you think if she didn't get pregnant and Zoe 101 hadn't stopped and you know she moved through the Disney Channel slash Nickelodeon like teen pipeline and then transitioned into like you know a young adult actress and singer and stuff like that do you think things would be any different for that family
1: Mm, it is wild to think what would have happened I mean I definitely think getting pregnant like sort of derailed everything yeah yeah like I, I definitely think that she had a lot of like her own aspirations and like hopes and dreams and stuff that never became fully realized and I mean to be like you know, to put yourself in her mindset and be the, the sidekick to the superstar. You're never, you're already never going to be as famous as your sister. Yeah. And then you kind of do get like pretty famous, like your show's successful, people, you know, there's like products and things and you're on this train. And then that gets derailed because you get pregnant. Like, you know, it's very sort of Shakespearean, to be honest, like in a sad way. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I definitely think that her life would have been way different. I think she would have honestly had a really long career. I really do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because obviously I loved Zoe 101. Mm -hmm. And it just, it had the same, I think, appeal as like Lizzie McGuire and stuff. Had some great merch and a good song and all of those fun things. And then like I liked some of the country songs that she released as like an older like a young young adult and stuff and I yeah I just would see her career going a different way and then I'm like hmm, I wonder if like yeah her dad wouldn't have such a need to control someone if they were both successful and yeah I don't yeah
1: know. no I get what you mean and I I almost feel like she would have gone like a, you know I know that she wasn't like technically a Disney person but she would yeah. have gone like a similar route to like Miley where yeah. I'm sure she would have put out an album as a teenager. Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. positive of it that they would have they probably were already like clamoring to get her in the studio to record some like, you know, young country pop punk album or whatever, you know. So yeah, it's like wild to imagine what would have been.
0: I know. I know. Ugh, I I could talk about this for hours. I know, <laughs> but- I know. I know. I know. <laughs> we should chat about Olivia Munn and John Mulaney. This is like another really interesting story to me because obviously John Mulaney went through a very public divorce and Mm -hmm. went to rehab and then made a very public announcement that him and his girlfriend, Olivia were having a baby. Uh, He did like a interview on the Seth Meyers late night show obviously that's a very like not scripted but like intentional move right and then this weekend it came out that on Dumois that they had broken up and Mm -hmm. that he was possibly cheating on her with someone else what do you think about this whole situation
1: (laughs) well for one thing I'm always I love comics like I love stand-up and like Um, comedians and stuff and I'm always fascinated by like the darkness of comics yes like how dark their lives always actually are and how depressed they are and like the addiction issues and it's like all of the comedy is fueled by just like such sadness Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because you look at him and you would never think that he had such a messy life like he looks like just like a cute nerdy guy See, it's crazy. I've always really liked him, though. I am I am not an Olivia Munn fan at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think she is treacherous and truly rotted. And she's a real, like, blind item. I always use the queen. term blind item celebrity. She's a real, like,
0: yes. blind item
1: queen for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I liked him, too. And, yeah, I don't actually know much about Olivia Munn outside of her relationship to Aaron Rodgers back in the uh-huh. day. But... Yeah, I I feel like he has like a good heart and like I was nervous. I never wanna say like I don't wanna step on anyone's toes who like just is starting their recovery journey and stuff like that. But I was nervous obviously when you are fresh out of a divorce and rehab and then you're with someone new and, and expecting a child. Like kind of, kinda. Of, it's a lot. It's a lot. But do you think that there's any like weight to these blind items? Like, do you think that there's been a rumor that their publicist maybe planted some of this information and then they'll like do a statement later in time? Do you think that there's anything or do you think it's just gossip?
1: I mean, I don't think it's like totally out of the realm of possibility that this like crazy tornado whirlwind relationship like abruptly ended
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know what I mean like the Mm -hmm. way that she got him is so insanely messy and obviously he was like not in a great place just generally like who knows I don't know it's it's so hard to say especially given the fact that there's like the element of addiction involved you know like it's hard to say, but I don't think it's out of the I don't think it's out of the realm of it being real for sure.
0: When you say they got together in a messy way, that's because he was cheating on his wife with her.
1: Yeah. And she had like very publicly said, like, I want him.
0: Yes. Yeah. She's like a fan.
1: Yeah. She's like, I'm I want him. And I think he's married, but I want him. And then she like got him. It just feels very like uh old school Angelina-y.
0: Oh, yes. You know what I mean? such a good reference. Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Interesting. We'll see where this goes. Like, obviously, I wish the best for at least John and Emma.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. I like... Yeah, like you said, I think he just... He seems like a good guy.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm rooting for him. I like John Mulaney.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I think also... We don't give, or maybe we do give him props, but I feel like people don't understand how big of a deal it is to talk about like addiction issues or mental health issues on such a large platform. Right. Sometimes we like take that for granted because quite a few people do it, but it's like sometimes I'm like nervous to post on my Twitter that I'm like feeling depressed and like I have a hundred followers. (laughs) Like
1: yes, one thousand. I I get nervous about saying it on. My podcast, you know, like, I'll talk about it sometimes where I'm like, I struggle pretty intensely with depression. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But anyways. uh, Yeah, yeah, me
1: too.
0: Me too. I'm like, I haven't got out of bed for six weeks. Like. Yeah. Let's not get
1: too personal or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, and then especially like for somebody like him, it's like as a comic, he's expected to come out and do some sort of bit about it and Mm -hmm. have it turn into like, you know, like this comedic thing. Um, So, like, that's also really weird, too. But, yeah, the whole situation is just so... I would say for anybody who doesn't... Anybody listening who doesn't uh, know a lot about Olivia Munn or, like, just blind items in general, she's a great celebrity to start with because there are so many blind items about her and it's, like, easy to read them.
0: For for those listening who don't super know this world, Olivia Munn is a popular blind item girl, but are there any other, like, big names that you would say... are are also like like, blind blind item people yeah who else
1: is a really big blind item person I mean um I just did an episode about him like two days ago Army Hammer was like oh huge a huge even before Dumas like he was a huge blind item celebrity talked about all the time um Angelina is a really big blind item person so is Brad and so is Jennifer yeah I mean like the A-listers are big blind item people like Tom Cruise is a massive blind item celebrity so is katie holmes they had a real blind item kind of marriage um will and jada are major mm-hmm. blind item couple david and victoria beckham huge blind item couple yeah the big the bigger names are like real blind item people because nobody wants to read a blind item about like some youtube star you want to read it about somebody you know what I mean? That's like major. yeah the
0: Yes. The more private, the more famous is it's way juicier. Um, right. And I feel like those are the people that don't talk a lot about their personal life where it's like, yeah, like Tana Mojo or something like just watch her YouTube and you. Yeah. She'll probably share what is right. happening. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So.
1: Yeah, totally. And like people like Tom and like Will Smith have worked so hard at like crafting like. A persona yes you know and like a lot of people believe the persona to be true
0: yes you know
1: so it makes it like it makes their blind it makes their blind items that much heavier because you're like god like 35 years of this like idea of this person is like not who they are you
0: know yeah and that's why i feel like sometimes it's hard to obviously convince people that they're true because they're like so set in yeah, their image of the person, mm-hmm. and that obviously is just super interesting to me. But do you think that they're also getting more validity because, like, when you mentioned Army Hammer, I was like, yeah, these blinds were written about him for years. These mm-hmm. like alluding to these crimes and this like heinous behavior, and then it comes out that they're true do you think that people are gonna go back into the archives and like (laughs) dig up more dirt on these people
1: that's what I hope I mean I hope that people like because the thing about blind items and news like this like it does require a little bit of like work like you kind of have to if you want to know these things you kind of have to look it up like Mm -hmm. it's not going to come up on your phone as like a TMZ alert you kind of have to look it up you know what I mean and a lot of people I think don't really want to do like the legwork of looking that stuff up, which I completely understand. But I will say the best way to verify if a blind item is real is history. Like,
2: Mm.
1: you know, if you read a blind item about like Will and Jada having like kind of a unique marriage, if you read just one of them, you're like, well, who knows if that's true. But if you go back and you've been reading them since 1998 or whatever, and they've all consistently been very similar very similar stories written by tons of different people then it helps you kind of realize what's real and what's not real you know because I always say nobody's gonna spend the time writing the same story about somebody for 30 years for the fun of it
0: yeah that's so true you know what I mean yeah and I feel like these people are like shouting from the rooftops and no one (laughs) is listening sometimes and then like the army hammer stuff breaks and they're probably just like yeah, we told you. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's
1: like, did you hear it? It's like, well, girl, yeah. <laughs> yes, I
0: have. <laughs> yes. And it's funny because, like, I consider myself a pop culture expert. Like, all my friends, if they want to know something, they will message me. Or people are just like, what's up in Hollywood nowadays? And, like, all of that stuff. And some of this shit, I had no clue. And it's just <laughs> it's so interesting of, like, what you just – you don't know until, yeah, yeah, you look it up. Yeah, we're totally
1: – I mean, I, we don't realize how much we're in like, you know, like the grips of like the media and just like the, the narrative and like the Kardashians are a good example of just like, we're just along for their ride and it's okay every once in a while to get off the ride and like, take a look at it.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I
1: mean? Like get out of the, the freaking hamster wheel,
2: mm-hmm. you know what I
1: mean? Like, my God, like they're totally in control of their whole thing now. Because people can't see outside of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they just have such a grip on everything at this point that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting how they can like craft, craft their whole lives. And it makes you think about other things like the government and stuff. <laughs> like... I, know, I know. It's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Okay. We are going to finish off with a little bit of uh recap of season one of winter house i was so excited about this i actually don't watch southern charm and i like dip my toes into bravo a little bit it's something again a kind of a blind spot for me but i was just so excited for this tv show and like it really did not disappoint what did you think of the episode
1: i thought it was great southern charm and uh and
0: summer house so i was like wait a minute is
1: <laughs> yeah southern charm and summer house are like two of my favorite bravo shows i really i love them so i was i was down for this i was a little nervous because i was like oh is this like sh- like completely jumping the shark is this like because it's like a totally the concept is and you know like bravo is infamous for like having to have some sort of reason this is happening like yeah kyle kyle knows so and so and kyle came up with the idea of getting a man it's like fuck off you know what i mean
0: i know i know um
1: (laughs) but like i thought it was so fun it was so fun
0: it was really good and i love i always love like beach settings for tv shows Mm -hmm. i loved the like winter getaway yeah um vibe. I wish that like because it was filmed like last winter. So I wish that it aired last winter because I'm like this is like old news now. Right. But uh it's been really fun to like just follow along on like Reddit. So I don't know Austin and Craig but my first impressions of them were they were really poorly dressed. <laughs> they just like... The like New York gang Just like I feel like has such nice Clothes and then I feel like Austin and Craig Just looked so like schlubby
1: <laughs> So Austin is very broy. Austin is very mm-hmm. Like Eddie Bauer okay. Like he's very you know Plaid button up and shorts For the whole summer
2: mm-hmm. and like
1: Boat shoes Um, And then Craig is like bro but also so Craig is interesting Because they obviously like their whole Friend group is like very sort of traditional in a lot of ways and then Craig is like like if it was 2002 we would call him metrosexual Oh, you know what I mean
0: yes I do remember when that was a thing yeah yes
1: and like it's weird it's still like weirdly a spe- it's a way to to describe like a specific kind of person in a weird yeah. way yeah and like Craig is like very super straight but like he gets made fun of by his group because he likes to paint his nails occasionally or like you know, he likes to sew and he's a like kind of emotional, but yeah, he dresses a little bit more like, I don't know, I guess they're both bro but I would yeah. say definitely Craig is way more taste than, Austin is a mess. Like Austin is like, <laughs> this dirty shirt looks like it should work today.
0: Yes. Okay. I was like, you look like you're from my hometown. Like (laughs) I'm from like a hockey town. Uh, There's a ski resort there. So it's very snowboarder like type of thing. And I was like, you like would fit in my my hometown. But I guess that makes sense because um, Craig and Paige are together or they went Instagram official a few weeks ago And I was like she is so into Her looks so right. into Outfits and I was like how did they get Together and they like didn't even interact On this episode
1: <laughs> I know I thought that was really funny
0: So weird
1: Um. Yeah Craig is like Winter Craig was interesting because I'm used to Seeing him wear like warm weather clothes but he Is very like I will say he's like Pretty polished like he like wears A lot of like suits and ties and You right. know he likes to <laughs> They're always going to these like pinkies up parties. Cause it's like Charleston. So like he likes to dress up a lot and it's very like, I would describe his style as like. If Tommy Bahama was like younger than 60. <laughs>
0: Do you know what I mean? Yes. I totally get what you're saying.
1: Like seersucker suits and things. Yes. Like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I did watch the Southern charm, like season one episode one. Cause I was like, I need to get into this. Like, the stuff with Catherine and cause you just see it all the time in the news. And I'm like, this seems like the perfect like instance where they started a TV show and then all of their personal shit blew up too. So I'm like, I yeah. I need to get into this. But I was like watching the first episode and I was like, ugh, I just can't can't do this, but maybe I should give it a another try.
1: You should the way that you just described it is actually honestly, it's perfect. It's like one of those moments where you're like, I can't believe. There was a film crew yes. in this group this at this specific time. I yes. cannot believe it. Like it really is like, I would say, as a reality TV connoisseur, it's been some of the most jaw-dropping reality TV I've ever seen, for sure. Okay.
0: You're you're literally selling me on it. Cause it reminds me of did you ever watch the Alexis Nyers like <laughs>
1: That's exactly what I'm picturing in my head.
0: Yes, where it was like how did this happen? How did you get arrested like a week into filming your TV show?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And like this young, you know, Catherine, this like, who at the time when the show started, I think she was like 19 or something or 20. um, Just like slept with the entire cast and got pregnant by some old man on the show and like <laughs> sort of set the tone for the next eight years or whatever but yeah it is the craziest wild ride like you you'll love it you won't be able to stop once you get into it
0: okay 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna yeah. i'm committing to this and you'll love it there's a running joke on my pod that i say i'm committing to a tv show like every episode <laughs> and then just never follow through but like <laughs> also everyone knows i love trash tv so maybe this is one that will stick
1: i'm telling you and then because <laughs> you're watching um winter house like you'll appreciate it like in a yes, different way you
0: know absolutely okay my other like big takeaway from I, well a i have to mention that amanda was wearing a Dumois sweater so it was like crossing like realities where like this celebrity <laughs> new york celebrity reality tv stars wearing a blind item accounts merch
2: yeah it was crazy <laughs> like, i was like
1: what the hell
0: like i i like literally paused it and like zoomed in cuz i was like this can't be <laughs> the case it just can't be but the second like big takeaway i had was like andrea is that how you say it? the italian Mm-mm. man uh-huh. was he annoying or charming
1: he was revolting
0: okay right
1: like he made my stomach churn
0: i hate him so much
1: it's like hey are you italian by chance
0: Yeah.
1: or no because i (laughs) haven't heard you mention it oh my god like we get it it's like you're literally a parody of a human being
0: yes oh my gosh when he brought coffee to amanda and Paige in bed and then Paige was like is this a move or just like real like him and i was like Mm -hmm. it's a move it's a move
1: (laughs) he's like i'm he's like doing like the pepe le pew thing where it's like american women think that like european men are like this
0: yes i'm gonna do the thing
1: and, and have them all go crazy about my accent and say like Amanda for no yes, reason. Yes. Like it's just like we I'm kind of annoyed I'm like I if there was anybody in the house that I wish wasn't there, it's him. Everybody else is great.
0: Yeah, he seems like the like stage person where everyone else it it seems natural and like even if it's fake natural, I like that so much more. And Me too. yeah, he just seems like he's like thirsty for for internet fame. But I was actually surprised that Amanda um, seemed, like, really... Not into him, obviously, but, like, she... I don't know, was, like, mesmerized by him.
1: <laughs> like... I know. I was like, oh, so nobody's gonna, like... Nobody in the house sees through his bullshit? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess if I was, like, getting out of a car and I saw him walking up to me, like, being really overtly charming... Yes. i probably yeah like I know myself and yeah (laughs) um but I would I would very quickly realize what's going on like yes
0: yes I would be too everyone knows I would be the girl hiding behind the car like fanning my face because it's like
1: like dipping your head in snow
0: yes yes (laughs) because it's like overwhelming and he looks perfect Mm -hmm. but And then he, like, started to talk and I was like, ugh, you're you're so fucking annoying.
1: It's like, you're annoying and really dumb and, like, you, like, know you're attractive. There's nothing worse to me than somebody who's, like, so sure that they're attractive that it's, like, I'm going to be the hot one that everybody wants. Like, that makes me want to, like, knock you off your pedestal
0: yeah 100 percent. yeah <laughs> it was so interesting because obviously we saw the um austin and madison stuff play out in the tabloids with jennifer lopez and then mm. when they saw it at a grocery store and austin called alex rodriguez uh washed up baseball player right. i was like on the ground laughing like how did alex rodriguez get a mention in this bravo tv show
1: also like, oh god my girlfriend <laughs> yeah. oh god this is gonna suck he's like he's so like like nasally and gross to me but yeah and it's also funny because it's like because his identity on the show is that he's like lost doesn't know what he wants to do with his career he has like this beer company that doesn't do like Nobody knows what the deal is with it or if it makes money or anything. Like, he doesn't work. He's, like, not motivated. Like, the reason that that girl broke up with him is because he, like, doesn't keep jobs. Like, and he's, like, a washed up baseball player. <laughs> he's, like, mm-hmm. well, sir. Who are
0: you? <laughs> yeah, like, okay. That's so funny. Okay, well, I have to I have to learn these two uh, new guys, like, their backstory. This is, yeah, good thing to dive into.
1: Who else did you... Was there anybody else that stood out to you in the cast?
0: I I liked the newbies. I Mm -hmm. usually, like, hate when they bring newbies in. Like, I was like... And I'm not going to remember any of their names. And I did not write them down.
1: Not until next year.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. But I did like the cast. Like, I thought that the cast just really gelled. And they just, like, knew what to do. And Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a really fun season. And I'm kind of sad that we didn't get to see Lindsay... Yet yeah. she arrives next episode, and like I, I do miss like Carl and stuff like that. But, um, I thought they did a really good job casting these new people.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was a little sad to not see Carl, but I was like, oh yeah, he's like so busy now.
0: Yeah, so he yeah. wouldn't be
1: much fun. But I, yeah, I, I missed seeing Lindsay. Like I like that it. it's like sprinkled with like a little bit of Southern charm, but it's mostly the summer house. Kind of like roots you know yeah i like that i like that it's rooted in Summerhouse, basically
0: yeah me too because it's such a good cast and i felt like after their like covid season i think it was season six or just the, the last one that aired was one of not like one of their best so right. just having this like new setting and new places to go and yeah, just new people to interact with. I'm just really excited.
1: Me too. I think it'll be good. And like you said earlier, I think they're very aware of like what kind of show it is and like what you like, they have like a real strong grip on what we want to see.
0: Absolutely. And I keep seeing, saying like season one, because I am praying that already that there's a season two.
1: Oh god I know I think that there will I think there will be I can't imagine that there won't be I feel like the ratings are going to be really good For this show
0: yeah Summer House like Does well but I feel like Just Bravo there's such a hold On like the Housewives Like series that Sometimes some of their smaller shows Like Below Deck, Shaws of Sunset Summer House etc just like Don't get the Appreciation and the the big audience that like it really deserves
1: well I do think and I have been saying this for a long time and I stand by it I know a lot of people don't agree with me and there are some people that do but like I think that Summer House has replaced Vanderpump Rules in a lot of ways yes like I mean who gives I don't I I still watch Vanderpump Rules but I'm like what is this show like what am I watching I'm literally watching a bunch of people close to my age like mow their lawns and talk about taking out loans. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. Like, no. I don't care. I literally do not care about Tom Sandoval's equity loan or whatever. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> oh my God. Like, this is why I don't play Monopoly. You know what I mean? I do. I would escape. I don't want to like talk about rent.
0: Exactly.
1: So yeah, I, I think that Summer House has totally replaced Vanderpump as far as like the young, like, hot, debaucherous people hooking up on Bravo, like, you know. Totally,
0: totally. And it's funny because they did, like, the backdoor pilot for Summer House. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But with, like, the new casting changes and stuff like that, you just, you have to, again, I just think that they found gold with the summer house cast and they did in the early days of Vanderpump rules too. But this, this is such a strong cast and yeah, I could just see it carrying like a lot of seasons. So
1: I hope so. Fingers crossed.
0: I know. Okay. (laughs) Troy, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun.
0: Good. Um, where can the listeners find you and listen to your podcast?
1: Um, yeah, so I have a podcast called Dunzo and I have a, that's just like a pop culture kind of thing. And then I have a second podcast called Beyond the Blinds. You can follow Dunzo, just at Dunzo Pod on everything. And Beyond the Blinds is the same. I think on Instagram, it's just Beyond the Blinds Pod. That one's private because Kelly and I are always afraid of being sued. (laughs) So, but if you add us, we'll, we'll add you back.
0: yes
1: Yeah. Or we'll accept you or whatever.
0: I think that's so funny that it's on private but I like totally get that sometimes yeah. I say like the most innocuous comment on this podcast and I'm like I know no one's listening specifically but I was like I'm scared <laughs> like
1: terrifying yeah. terrifying so when you're talking shit about Aaron Carter you need to be protected
0: yes, <laughs> yes. good call okay thank you so much
1: of course thank you
0: Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much, Troy. For joining me on this episode of RTBP. It's Halloween. If you're listening to this on its premiere date, not that I think you're gonna do that, but it is RTBP's third year anniversary. Woo! And ooh, I don't think I've ever wooed on the podcast. (laughs) But next week I have a special bonus episode of the podcast where I pulled together clips from the past year that the listeners submitted via socials so that's how I'll be celebrating the best thing you can do to celebrate RTBP's third year anniversary our little birthday is to share the pod with a friend share that you're listening on socials word of mouth is honestly the best way that we can get more members in the RTBP community if you're not already following me you can do so at RTBP podcast on all socials I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.